Amen. I, uh, first of all, I want to say I'm excited to see you all today, and um, I'm always uh, grateful when God gives me an opportunity to speak to his people. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm always pinch myself because I look at the people that God had me preaching to, and all I can say is thank you. The, the, the title of our message today is it's a, it's a head heart thing. Everybody say head, head. heart. Thing. I just want you to know it's important uh, that they go together. When we talk about transformation, and we're going to talk about uh, it's a head heart thing. In the book of 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, um, so now I just put it on the screen, the scripture, put the scripture on the screen from this morning. Yeah. So good. Oh, he got there. It is. Okay, good. All right. So, um, Paul writing to the church at Corinth. And when Paul was writing, I forgot. And when Paul was writing, what you need? Paul's writing at the church at Corinth. Right? He, he told uh, they were so gifted and so talented, and they had got the message. And, and so they had understood uh, Jesus Christ and the mission of Christ. Uh, they had understood it so well that the church was starting to grow. Uh, of course, the Roman Empire was in power, but uh, something about that group of people, man, who had embraced Christ, and, uh, and the gifts started working. And often when God blesses us with so many gifts and so many talents, uh, a lot of times we, we don't just say we forget about God, we just think it's about us. And because we have so many talents and so many gifts that we can just do this thing. And, uh, and then the church at Corinth uh, was very unique. In a sense, man, they had all the gifts working, all the gifts. And Paul had to come back and had to address the issue because there was a currency. Don't miss this. There was a currency uh, that was missing, right? Uh, they had all the gifts, and they were doing things. They were healing people, Margaret. They were delivering people. They were setting people free. They were preaching the gospel like never before. But there was an element that was missing, and Paul noticed it. Right, and it created some problems, right? And that piece was love, right? And so, and so Paul had to address the issue. So Paul wrote this Corinthians, this 13th chapter, and we call it the love chapter. And, and he says, uh, if I could speak all the languages of the earth uh, and of angels, but don't have love, I can't even see that far. That's why I need my screen here, right? So I'm going to read from the NIV because that's the New Living Translation because I can't even see that screen. It took my iPad away, right? So uh, it says, uh, if I speak in the tongue of men and of angels but have not love, I am only resounding gong and a clanging cymbal. Now listen to me. Now if I have the gift of preaching and I have the gift of teaching and I can move people and I can just transform your thinking and and, uh, and, and, and cause you to be intellectually charged, right? But I don't really have God operating in the core. He said, I'm not doing anything but making a lot of noise, right? Uh, because all your language and all your knowledge don't mean anything, man, without love, right? And that's a heart thing. Love is a heart thing, right? Uh, knowledge is a head thing, right? Uh, 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 knowledge is a language of the brain or the mind, right? 
uh, but experiences the language of the body, right? So he talks to them about it, and he wants them to know something. Uh, you need the love of God operating inside of you if you want any kind of deliverance, any kind of true healing uh, to take place. You got to have the core of God working in your life, which is love. And love always comes from the heart. Everybody said from the heart. It doesn't come from the head. It comes from the heart. Right? Then he says this. He says, if I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that I can move mountains but have not love, I'm nothing. Right? So I don't care how much you love the Lord and you say you have so much faith in him, the proof in the pudding is really the love piece. So faith without love is not really faith, right? So you say, I really believe in him. He said, but if you really believe in me, then you need to love the people, right? You can't say you have faith, right? And then you're able to do things and you call it faith, but you don't have it undergirded with love, right? He says, so your knowledge of faith and your heart has to work together in coherence, right? It's so important. It's about a head and a heart thing. Right? So if anything will happen, it's going to take place, it's got to take place in your heart and in your head. Right? Uh, then he says this. He says, if I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to flames, but have not love, I've gained nothing. You know, so many people feel like if they sacrifice, if they do things for people and and, and I made a special sacrifice. If I did that, I'm all right with God. He says, listen, it, no, it's more than just a sacrifice. It's more than, I want to know, is your heart right? I want to know, is your heart right? It, because God says, I'm already in your mind, even though it may not be activated, because you have the knowledge of me. But I want to know, do you have my heart? You know who I am by scripture. You read about me, you You've quoted scriptures and you studied. He said, but I want to know, do you have a transformational heart? All right, because the, the head without the heart is nothing. All right, I don't care how much knowledge you have. I want to know how much do you really care about me? You know, so a lot of people, man, are dividing the church, man, because people are so concerned about this and that and this and that and this person not doing this, and this person not doing that. The problem is they don't really have love. They claim it, and they say they're doing God a favor by destroying other people. When you don't know their life, you don't know their experiences, you don't know what's going on in their life, right? He says, I know you don't know. He said, because I didn't let you in on their secret. He said, but I just need you to represent me by loving them despite what you see. Despite what you read, despite what you hear, he said, I just need you to love them and let me do the rest. So if you're really about my business, then it got to be a heart thing. It can't be just a head thing. And because you have knowledge of the Bible and you can quote scriptures and you can do all that, that means nothing if you don't really love people. Uh, people are hurting. Uh, people are struggling. Right? And people need to know that people genuinely care. It's almost impossible to really love man without God. So if, you, if you're doing things 
and you don't love, you might want to question your relationship with God. You might want to do a check. You might want to go back in and, and go into your secret closet and then have a little talk with Jesus and tell him all about your problem because you having some. Right? Because some, something's going on in my life, right? And, and it's all messed up. And so I got to get right with him. So I got to get my heart right. So then he goes on and says this, love is patient. Love is patient. Love is patient. All right? Some people are going through some things and they're doing some things and you think they ought to get them done when you think they ought to get them done. You know, people, I'm, I'm sorry, man, God don't move on your time. Right? So God may deliver somebody today, but somebody else he may not deliver to next week. You just be patient and love them in the process. Right? Just be patient. They may not be where you are. They may not, listen, they may not be where you are. Right? But that's why he gave you him. He gave you him, man, so you can love the hell out of people. Right? He, he, that's why he gave you him. He said, I, I, I downloaded me in you so you can represent me. He said, so just be patient uh, because life is different for different people. And some people, uh, I'm allowing them to go through some hell so they can deliver somebody else. I want y'all to hear this now. He said, I'm allowing some people to go through some hell so they can deliver somebody else. Because you can't deliver somebody out of something if you haven't been in it. So it's almost like Job, some people he just had to put hell in your life. I know it don't feel good. That's why he told you in everything give thanks. Right? He said, because this thing is working together for your good. It don't feel good, but it's for your good. Now, you know I'm telling the truth because some of you all have been through hell and now you're the greatest gift to the kingdom because of what you experienced, what God brought you through. And now you're able to because he brought you through. But if you had not had that experience, you wouldn't be the person you are. That's why the beauty, I think that's really the beauty of the rainbow. Right? Because without it, without if you miss one of those colors, it's no longer a rainbow. I think God intended for every part of your life to be a part of your life. Now, I know it didn't feel good, but it's for your good. Right? And you say, oh, well, you, you don't understand. But I promise you, the, the person who really embraced God overcame it. They thought they had never come through it. You may be in a position or a place where you said, that, no, God didn't do this. I'm telling you that everything works together for the good. And somebody got a testimony. We just don't have testimony service no more. Somebody got a testimony that God delivered me from that. I thought I would never get over it. And now I'm one of the greatest coaches I'm one of the greatest counselors. I'm one of the greatest therapists uh, that the life has ever seen. God vet me now. Now I can speak into people's life and change their life because what God brought me through. Now, if he did that for you, 
surely he's doing it for somebody else. So you just be patient through their stuff. Right? And then while they're going through it, I showed them a little bit of God by loving them. That's the currency. Amen? And then when you do that, it'll deliver you. All right? And here's the thing. The beauty of it is whatever you sow in life, you're going to reap it. So if you sow that love, it's coming back to you. Right? And now, so I know you don't want to sow it right now, and I, I know it's tough, but you just got to do it. Right? And when you do it, it's like, woo-wee! It feels so good. When you see God bless you and use you to be a blessing, and you knew you did it from your heart, that listen, there's nothing like it. It, it gives you a high like never before. You try to find somebody that bless them again. You be looking for somebody. You be walking down the street trying to find somebody. I was I was driving down the street yesterday, and uh, and uh, I was going home. I was leaving the taste of Muskegon, and I made a turn, and I didn't say where you going. I said I don't know. Just give me two five dollar bills, and uh, and so I turned the corner. She said where you headed? I said I'm here. She said you're not headed home. I said yes I am. So I made a block. I saw these two little boys sitting on the corner on the street. And it was Saturday afternoon, about 6.37, and they just sitting out there playing with some rocks or something. And I came by, and when I got up, they, was, they had moved. Then I, they was walking down the sidewalk, and I stopped, and I called them over to the car. And I gave both of them a $5 bill, right? And, uh, and they, they face lit up like a Christmas tree, right? Uh, and I remember, it felt so good. I wanted to find somebody else, but I didn't have no more money, right? <laughs> it felt so good. But I remember, Thaddeo, uh, when I was sitting down uh, with no money uh, on Jackson Hill and Cracker Jack's store was open and a guy came down the street and he just gave me a dollar and made my day. Because my mama didn't have no money. She was on welfare and it was tight. Things were tight and we didn't have anything. But that, and then you get penny candy. So I had a whole lot of penny candy, an oatmeal cookie with jelly in the middle. Ah, Teresa, you like that, don't you, Teresa? Yeah, that oatmeal cookie with the jelly in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, everybody know about that one, boy. Like, Derek stood up on that one. Derek, like, hey. Right? But, you know, but, but the beauty was it made me feel so good, right? Uh, but it made me feel good. But what happened was somebody had did it to me. And it has such an impact on my life that I'm in a position to see another kid and do it for them. Right? So what I was doing, it had nothing to do. I didn't want nothing. I couldn't get anything from the kid. Wasn't nobody around to get no reward or anything like that. But God put it on my heart to do it. Those kids needed it. I don't know why. I know they did because God told me to do it because I had passed several other kids. And he didn't tell me to do it. When you see somebody and God put it on your heart and you feel it, don't deny it. Don't look at him and judge him. Just do it. Be God with skin on him. And let him see him in action. Right? And watch the world flip upside down. Amen? So he told us, I want you to be patient. Then he says this. Love is kind. And the women was working there. Love is really kind. Right? It's kind. Uh, uh, and I told Ardina, uh, I said, when you go to class, you take this word kind. Take and put a couple scribble marks around it, uh, and because 
If you can connect a signal like the Wi-Fi signal uh, with kind to God, and man, it would do something to somebody's life like never before. Because it's something about being kind and a connection with God that does something that transforms lives. Right? People can be sick and it'll heal them. Right? It'll deliver them. Right? But that all come from here. Now, a lot of us uh, uh, are struggling with being kind to people because people have not been kind to us. Right? Uh, but once you understand who you are and whose you are, and then you can, and I'm going to talk about that a little later, and whose you are, and then what they do won't matter to you because you know whose you are. Right? And then once you know whose you are, then it's easy for you to do because you know God vetted you and he blessed you to be a blessing too. Isn't it nice to be vetted? Isn't it nice for somebody to, to count on you? Man, I, I promise you, if you can just, I, I tell somebody, if you can just get to this person. I said, they said listen, uh, uh, if this kid is struggling, I said, listen, if you can just get to Brad Kirk, that's what I tell him. If you can just get to Brad, I promise you, uh, he'll help you. Right? Uh, he don't even know I said it, but, but when they get to him, I know what's going to happen. You know, if a kid got to go to camp, Brad going to make it happen. Because God vetted him. Right? Uh, if, I, if I send somebody to Pentecost, she's going to do it because God already vetted her. So when God vets you, uh, that means that uh, God can send somebody to you and he knows you're going to represent him. The question is, are you in a position to be vetted? Uh, it's hard for God to vet you when he knows you don't really love. Even though you got money. Even though you are uh, a supervisor and you have a job or you, you, you got something special. He said, I know you got all that, but I can't vet you because it's not about you because you, you selfish. You think it's all yours. He says, well, none of it is yours. I gave it to you uh, uh, for my kingdom's sake. Right? Uh, but if, if I'm going to vet you, you got to give your life to me. Give your heart to me. Not just your head. Don't just study the Bible. Don't just go into devotion and then try to connect with me. He says, if you really want to connect with me, you got to go horizontal. Because vertical won't do it. I, I, know, I know some of you guys are super deep and you think, I just got to get to God, right? I just get, I got to go and I got to get to God. I, I want anybody, I challenge you to go into your secret closet Spend some time in prayer with God and then see if God don't send you this way. He's not going to keep you here because he's not interested in you just being here. Right? He just wants you here so you can connect with him. He just needs to connect the Wi-Fi signal. Right? Because he really wants you to go this way. Right? And uh, he said, that's the only way they're going to know who I am. Right? So he says, so I want you to be kind. He said, I want you to be patient. And watch what he says. And then he says, and it don't envy. Right? Uh, you don't have to envy nothing because what I gave you is for you. And what they have is for them. He says, so don't go around envying something that don't belong to you. He says, why are you worried about what car they driving? Why are you worried about what job they have? Why are you concerned because they got promoted? Why are you concerned about that? He says, why are you envy that? He says, because what I have for you is for you. 
I'm going to let you in on a secret, but you better not tell nobody. Somebody envying you, and you ain't even got nothing. They wish they had what you had. And you saying, they just don't know. Me and Derek were sitting in the office, and uh, we were just talking. And I said, Derek, he said, man, you know what? He said, I ain't got time to be trying to be like other people. Now. I said, Derek, most everybody put on a show. Your wife don't even know who you are until you've been married for a couple of days. Because <laughs> you put a mask on, right? And then all of a sudden, you take it off a little later on. You, we really peel it off slowly. Because you pull it off too fast, you're going to go out the back door. Right? So you just peel it off slowly, and then you start to reveal yourself. Right? Now, so, so, so this is important, right? And that's why God is trying to do something. Right? And so... Uh, he said, it's important that don't you envy anybody out there. He said, because whatever they have, I gave it to them, right? Because nobody gets anything except I do it, right? He said, whatever they have, don't worry about them. Be focused on what you have. Because what you have is probably more than enough. You just want more than what you don't. Most of you guys want more stuff that you already got. You go shopping and buy shoes, you already got too many pairs. Right? You got clothes. You already got a car, but you want another one. Now, you already got new furniture. Our genius just bought some new furniture. Right? And we gave away some furniture we had only had for a year. Right? Would y'all please talk to her about this <laughs> on the next deal? You know what I'm saying? So we just keep doing stuff. We don't need all that stuff, right? And so you get all these different things. You think, and he said, listen, and you, you, you so worried about what somebody else had when you already got too much. So, so he said, now, so love doesn't envy other people because here's why. Because God is love, and if he gave it to them, if I need it, he'll make sure I get it. I was talking to a young man the other day, and he had to go to court, and he was scared and nervous and all shook up because the attorneys had, uh, had reneged on him. And, uh, and uh, he had got an attorney and paid him all this money thousand dollars and the attorney reneged on him and then and then another attorney says yes and the court case was coming up and he needed a lawyer and he couldn't find nobody and he was shaking in his boots scared to death and he called me on the phone and I'm like hey and he said he said I just need to talk to you right I, okay I said I'll meet you right I was already praying for him he said I'll meet you and and when I met him and he was sitting there, he, you just don't understand, man. They, they bagged out here, man, I got this check, and they can't do it. And I don't know, they, they, they come in here, man, I ain't got no luck. And they did this, man, and, and then the phone rung. And when the phone rung, uh, somebody was on the phone and said, yeah, we'll take your case. And they moved the case to August, so now he can get a lawyer. Right? God, now here's I told the young man, I said, he may not come when you want him, but he's always right on time. Now, it doesn't matter what other people say, it's a matter what God says. And when you know you've given your heart to him, and only God knows your heart. Right? Everybody else is going to judge you out here, but only God knows your heart. So when your heart is right, and God knows your heart right, he says, now listen, when this is right, when it connects to this, Oh, you something else now. You got a connection. The Wi-Fi is on. It's high. You know, you, you, got the best, you got the best connection when you got a heart and a head connection. 
right? So don't envy anybody. And I'm, I'm going to wrap this thing up. I still got a few seconds, right? Here we go. So then he says this, right? He said, it does not boast, and it is not proud. It is not rude, and it is not self-seeking. Now listen to that. Right, I want you to hear this again. It don't brag. It's not, it's not, you can't brag about something that you don't have no control over. You don't have no power over this situation. You think you handle the situation. God was working behind the scene. It was never you. It was always him. Because God is a spirit. And he works in the minds of people. On, on the radio right now, uh, uh, I'm speaking, right? There's people in Brazil, right, uh, all across the country listening to me on Facebook, Right? They hear me. Now, here's the thing. The crazy thing is, it ain't nothing but a wave. It ain't nothing but a signal. Right? The sound is a wave. And, it, and it's some kind of way they capture it, and it come off on the other end the same way I said it out my mouth. Right? Now, is God not bad for real? For real? So whatever is going on, when you think it's you, God has already sent the signal. You can't brag about something. He said, man, I already said, you think it was you, it was me sending the signal. And if you get too high and mighty, I cut the signal off, and then you get there and think you got it and you don't have it. When you think it's you. He said, it's really me. He said, so understand that. He said, don't brag about anything. He said, because I can't deliver you. I can't heal you. I can't do, I can't bless you if you think it's you because you got head knowledge. You know, you, you know, you're really smart, and you got this head knowledge, and you think you're smart. He said, you can't. No, it ain't got nothing to do with it. He said, your head knowledge got to connect with the heart. Because that's when the signal going to go off. They call it quantum physics in the science world. That's what they call it, right? Where you got these waves and this energy going off. Or you can come in. You know, Teresa, you know about this. You know, Brad don't know nothing about it because Brad is from the country uh, in Minnesota, and they didn't go nowhere. He worked on the farm, so they didn't dance, right? But Teresa was from the hood. So when they put on, when they, when they said, uh, got to give it up, she like, ah. Uh, she was working, right? It was got to give it up. Brad didn't know what to do because they weren't dancing out there. He was still just trying to feed the farm, the horses and stuff. What Teresa was out there, oh, back that thing up. And then she said it was a brick house. He's like, oh, it's a house. You know, it's the difference. The, the signal, got, you know, right? right? Now, I want you to understand something. So when the energy, now watch God. God can come in the room and change the energy of the room with just you. So when your heart is right and your head is right, you can walk in the room, you think you're at a disadvantage, man, and God put you at an advantage. That's why when you walk in the room and you go somewhere, you got to always make sure your heart is right. Because if your heart is right, then God says, I can work with you. Don't you go in there just thinking you got the knowledge. Because some place you go in, I don't care how much knowledge you got, they think you're dumb. If you don't believe me, ask President Obama. He's one of the most articulate president that ever graced the podium, and a man threw a shoe at him. He's the president of the United States, right? So and he went to Harvard, right? It doesn't matter, right, with his doctorates. It doesn't matter, right? The thing that matters is this, connected with this. Because God is in your mind. 
He said, now I need you to get your heart right. Because I'm already in your imagination. Imagine if you get your imagination right and your heart is right, what's going to stop you? Where are you going to go? What's going to hold you up? I'm the life of the party. So when I walk in, I got the whole house party rocking. They, they, wait for, they just wait for me to walk in because I'm about to light the place up. Right? That's the energy that God want to give you when you give your heart to him. And you're not as to him. So as you study the word of God and understand the word of God, ask God to make my heart right so my heart and my head can connect and then get a signal. And then the signal gets so powerful, it touched heaven. And then all of a sudden, man, God starts sending out the signals. And you, oh, Margaret, this will get you. While you, Margaret, at home, and she praying for a son in prison, and God is delivering while she at home. Because he didn't send the signal. Because your heart was right, and you knew what to say, and it came together. He said, now you present it to me, and then I send it out. It's a head-heart thing, right? And, and so uh, you got to think about who you are. Don't just come to church to be coming. You got to come to get your heart right because you got the knowledge. You can quote the scripture, right? But we've been, listen, some of us, man, we've been in some tough situations, Smith. You know, we had to grow up in some, it was some, it was some, it was some dicey things, man. It was hung, we was hungry, so we had to do some things. I had to steal a couple of picks out the mice from the corner of apple and, and wood. You know, I had to make a hustle. I was trying to make a hustle. I was trying to do some things because I was trying to survive. Right? That's all I was doing. I was trying to survive. I wasn't doing it just to be. I was trying to eat. Right? So we was doing stuff and, and, and doing things. And then, but when God got me right, and then I messed around and found out about him, and then I changed my heart. And when I changed my heart and I connected with him, it seemed like all the heaven opened up. I had access to everything. I was able to go places I never thought I'd ever go. I was able to buy things I thought I'd never buy. I was able to do things for people I never thought I'd be able to do for people because my heart was right and my head was right. So everybody, oh, he blessed. It really was, what it was, it really was God saying, I bet you and I'm going to work through you. Now, don't you want God to use you? Well, if you do, all you got to do is give your heart to him. Not just your head. Because it's your heart, right? And I'm going to close this thing on this. All right, I got about five minutes, but I'm going to close this thing on this. Understand how it works. So what happens is if you start thinking about something and you start thinking good things and all that, it's good. If you start thinking negative things, right, negative things happen, right? It's, it's whatsoever man thinking, right? So you got to be careful what you're thinking about because once you tie an emotion to it, uh, it almost locks a signal in, in your brain, right? So if you want something different, you got to think different. In order for you to think different, you got to change your heart, right? So your heart and your emotions got to be in a loving, kind, gentle, caring personality. He said, remember this, whatsoever things are pure, right? Things that's righteous, right? So you got, you got to understand what you got to think on, right? So what are you thinking, right? And is your heart, watch this, is your heart, Regulating your thinking? Or is your thinking regulating your heart? Right? Because sometimes you can read, all, now listen, I read all the time. 
Sometimes you're reading dead people. Sometimes you're reading somebody and they were murderers. They were just great writers. And then you get their spirit in you. And you, so you got to know what you're reading and what you're listening to and what you're hearing. And you listen to these people. Now, listen to me. I love rappers and music and R&B singers and all that. And, you know, and you listen to all that stuff, man. And they in the back room. They doing all kind of stuff, man. They said, okay, let's cut this beat now, y'all. Let's hit the beat. Boom. Hit it. Boom, boom. And they musicians. So they know it. All of a sudden, man, they got, now they, all of a sudden, you go to the, raise your hand if you ever been to a, a house party. Y'all see Brad didn't raise his hand, did you? No house party for Brad. No, Brad said, Brad, hey, Brad, I know. Brad, you going to the house party with me next week, Brad. All right, now listen. We're going to the house party. Denise, that house party, 50 cent, quarter house party, quarter. quarter. Right now, so Brad going to kill me, man. I'm messing with him today, right? Because Brad, Brad, one of my favorite people, I can do that, right? Here's the thing. When you go, uh, AJ and it was telling me, Dad, they, they drop the beats and they play them underground, undercover, and Kim will know what I'm talking about. And there's certain music they can play, and they can hit a certain sound and make your whole body vibrate. Yeah. The DJs are that good. Yeah. And they get paid thousands of dollars because they can hit the right note. And that note can make you like, whoo. You know, you can hear a song, and that song can make you like, oh. It'll bring something back to you, right? But here's the thing. Think about this here. The people that's making the songs, what are they doing and what are their mindset? What spirit is in them as they produce it? And what are they trying to produce in you? You said just sound good, but are they, is that spirit, are they trying to create a certain, because some kids can get in there and all oh, they hear and they say, man, we finna shoot the whole mother. We about to blow this mother because they heard the song. Y'all laughing. They hear the music. Am I lying, Thaddeo? They hear the music, and the music get them riled up, and then they go to they do something crazy once they do it. So they, you know, they know how to make music, make people move. Right? So you got to know what you're listening to and who you're listening to. Who's the people? My, my daughter said, Dad, I don't just read stuff. Before I read the book, I need to find out who the author is. I need to know what he's about, who, what he's been involved in. Because you read a book that was in 1965, and you don't know what was written in 1965 and what was the mindset at the time. So you, so you have to know, right? Now, so be careful. So now I'm, I'm about to wrap this thing up. So now we talk about our heart, what we put in it, the things we listen to get down in our head, and then we get it down into our heart, and it will generate the way we feel and move. And so now uh, I can hear something, man, and it make me treat Ardina a certain way. There's certain songs you can play uh, uh, that make people move. You ever go to funerals? Uh, whenever I do a funeral uh, that came to Memphis, I make sure that I can, I'm controlling the audience, right? Because I, I tell the parents before they come, I say, I promise you it won't be a, nobody be crying when they leave here. There's going to be a smile on your face because I'm going to bring out the God in the person. Some people, man, they play songs that make you feel terrible. People get up and they say crazy stuff and you just, they can just kill the room. That's energy, y'all. Yeah. That's energy, yeah. right? Now, if you got God's energy in you, when, that's, when somebody around you, they should feel life. Yeah. They, should, they should love to be in your presence because you give them life. Now, if you pump them up and they want to do something crazy, you got to be like, whoa, what did I give? 
I'm giving out the wrong signal because I'm supposed to be saved. Right? So, so, so everybody says the head, heart thing. Now, I'm going to wrap this up and then I'm going to pick it up later because we're almost out of time, right? But you got to remember this. Your heart has to connect with your brain. What you're thinking and what you're feeling in your heart. And you got to make sure your heart is right more than your head. Get your heart right before your head, right? Because I, I believe God is so powerful. If your heart is right, he'll give you the right information. So when you're going away, whatever, you got to have, because we need people that's going to change the world. And you only change the world if you change your heart. So we're going to talk about transforming the heart and all that stuff later. Amen. Get a lot of hand clap. Well, I'm so excited. I'm, I'm so excited about, what I'm, about this river of change. I'm just so excited. Uh, sister, uh, uh, everybody stand to your feet. Let's bow our heads. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, I want to thank you, uh, first of all, for, for loving us so much. I want to thank you for, for being inside of each one of us. Thank you for being present in our life. And Lord, I'm asking you, Lord, to open up that signal, that Wi-Fi signal in our heart so it can connect with our knowledge of you. So we can really be who you called us to be and what you want us to do and what you want us to be. So, Lord, we're asking you in the name of Christ. Lord, we ask you to come into the heart of each individual in here and let them feel your presence so much so that it would change the way they think. So they'd be willing to do what you want done to make a difference in not only their lives, but in the lives of others. We thank you, we praise you, and we magnify you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, you all may be seated for a second. We're going to dismiss in a minute, but I got a couple things. Get a uh, offering. Please, please, please uh, continue to pay your tithes and offerings as much as lies within you. Hey, have a guy lead you, do it. We need your help. Uh, before we go, two things I want to do. I want to have an altar for those who want healing, uh, want deliverance. We want to pray for you when service is over. So the altar, so I need my prayer words up here. But before we go, uh, we have two young ladies here, and I wanted to do this at the end of the service. Normally, I don't do it at the end because it changes the kind of dynamic of the service, but I think this is so important. I wanted everybody here when they came, they're here to talk about adoptions, or not adoption. They'll tell you more about because I messed it all up. It's, it's really foster care. Yeah, I, I messed it all up. But I'm going to have them come. Ladies, would y'all please come? And then they're going to tell you guys more about what's going on. And you can grab the mic, and they're going to show you a quick video. So don't nobody leave. Please don't leave. We're going to be out here in a second as soon as they get done. All right, there's the mics right there. Look at the, yeah. So I'm going to let them. Good morning. Good morning, Kingdom Embassy. I am so happy to be here. My name is Trina Sandifer, and I work with the Muskegon County Department of Health and Human Services Foster Home Licensing. 
Good morning, my name is Jen Neumeyer. I am a foster home licensor and relative specialist with Muskegon Department of Health and Human Services. And the reason we're here this morning is to share with you a very um, important and special need that Muskegon County has. As we all know, there are times when children and families go through crisis and those children cannot be safely maintained in their homes. And our first and uh, primary goal is to rectify those conditions, right? So the family can remain together and, and the family stabilizes. Sometimes that's impossible to happen. Our next goal is to then have those children with family so that they can maintain community, so that they will not be um, separated from what's familiar or from what, from what they know. Sometimes that is not possible. And then the third situation, we have to find homes to care for and nurture children until their family can be safely reunified. And that's kind of what we want to talk to you about. In Muskegon County, we have many, many youth who get removed and separated from their families. And unfortunately, we don't always have enough families to place them in until they can safely reunify. We really need help in Muskegon County uh, with foster homes, especially homes of color. We often have children who aren't able to stay in their community. They aren't able to continue to be around their schools or people who look like them, and that's a problem. We know that there are people who have um, the ability to open up their homes and share more of themselves with these children, but we feel like we need to get the word out. And when we called upon your pastor, he graciously and readily accepted. He talked with us, he gained understanding of what our need was, and just like that, he opened up your church to us so that we can come and compel you and to talk with you about this need. And so for that, I'm very grateful to your pastor because let me say this. <laughs> let me say this. We reached out to many pastors. Some called us back, some didn't. But this pastor, your pastor, this man of God, called us back, invited us in for a conversation, and took action. So regardless of what happens today, I am very thankful and blessed to have connected with Pastor Duran, and I am very grateful for all of you to listen to this message this morning. So with that being said, we'd like to play a very short video and hope that um, this touches somebody's heart. If you are interested in knowing more about becoming a foster parent, a respite care provider or assisted care, Jennifer and I will be out um, by the bookshelf after service. Thank you. Whatever your presence, we ask you to put your arms of protection around each person here. Guide their hearts. 